the following podcast is provided by Pinnacle Senior Placements, LLC, and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders Radio. And we are here with Daphne Davis from Pinnacle Senior Placements. And Daphne, you're giving us such amazing information about dementia and and families and the stories that really there is care available. And so, you know, what you know, you're sharing a little bit about conflicts, and I know that those even happen, like, uh, you know, sometimes my husband is really the only human that I've been seeing besides, you know, if I go to the grocery <laughs> store or something like that, but, um, and I'm telling you, we're getting on each other's nerves. It's like the other day, it's like, well, it's like, seriously, I think we all yeah. crave for connection right now, and, and I, you know, understanding that piece, it's like, there's going to come a time where a lot of us are feeling the need to just, you know, throw these rules out the window and, you know, and, and yet we're seeing an uptick in COVID-19 where they have opened up places. So it's not over. And it's certainly, um, you know, we do need to be mindful of, you know, what we're doing and who we're, uh, you know, who we're connecting with and how we're doing it. And so how are you finding how families are kind of, starting to, you know, come together like this or, you know, solve these issues? Well, I heard some very um, encouraging stories recently. And one was a gentleman had recently been moved to a large memory care community, and he really enjoys his grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And Uh, the, the facility itself had offered to set up some FaceTime, and he has a tablet. And so they set it all up. But then the granddaughter and her daughter are able to FaceTime with Grandpa. And that that's just wonderful. such joy. Yes. I mean, it's more and more communities are doing that. They're realizing how important the connection is. And this is a person with very advanced dementia. And so he, he can't even hold the the tablet properly to be able to see so the camera gets off kilter and and everything but the caregivers there that's a part of the care plan now and so if you have someone in a community discuss the care plan and have that altered um, to make that a part of their one-on-one time with a caregiver I also am, am seeing people that I I know this is antiquated but the mail is really important I, I have to tell you, I just got a, a thank you card for something that I did for somebody at church. And I was like, why wow. is this person sending me a card? And it was so nice. I mean, I got something other than junk mail yeah. in the mail. <laughs> so, you know, I know and, I've been and, harping on and, that, but do it. And especially for that older generation, because they, yeah. they don't get email. It, you know, I remember my mom used to say even to type a letter out was impersonal, it, that yes. I needed to learn my cursive writing to, to be a good person. You know, now I don't know when I have actually written a note as terrible as it seems because I'm so technology oriented. But the more and more that I've, you know, evolved in my career and worked with the public and things like that, I realized that. I'm the exception in my, even my age group. And I'm in the mid, my mid sixties. It's like, it's important Mm -hmm. that people, you know, step up and write a note or, you know, do some things. But I think also this, this whole COVID-19 thing has been a blessing because our seniors have been more introduced to things like zoom and things like, you know, FaceTime and things that, 
they never would have had otherwise. So yeah, it's a it's a good thing. I want to tell another story that's kind of heartbreaking, um, but I want to tell you the story for the outcome. And this is where another person with dementia has been um, isolated, and he had moved into a community. Um, one week and literally a week later, his wife had passed away. And oh, wow. because of the COVID restrictions, no visitation, 14-day isolation, um, and this gentleman's uh, dementia was so advanced that the family did not even know how to tell him this. Well, because yeah. it was a new transition to a new environment, this gentleman had a lot of behaviors that were not typical for him. Totally to be expected when we change environments and we get through the transition time. Well, this family reached out to me and they had no idea what they could or couldn't do. The um, community that he lived in was, you know, definitely staying to their rules uh, that Mm -hmm. the corporation had set. But I was able to advocate as a professional to professional that said, these are some suggestions I have and how we can help this gentleman get through this, this transition. But he also is feeling abandoned by his wife. He's looking for his wife. She mm. has passed away and he needs to know, but the family could not do that over the telephone or FaceTime, which I completely, no. completely support. Well, with the help of me um, and any professional that you reach out to should be able to advocate in a way that we came to an agreement of how we can make this work. And so we were able to figure out how can the daughter visit this gentleman. There, there is no COVID in the building and they wanted mm-hmm. it to stay that way. Um, but we went extra precautionary you know, measures set the the parameters of what everybody's expectation was. And we were able to get to a place where now a week later, this gentleman is calmer. We've been able to, to have him have information that he doesn't make up information in his brain. Does he remember all the time that his wife passed away? No, but it is on his gray matter. He can recall it. We do have to say it again. It's not the first time he's heard it. And now he actually can say, you know, his his wife has passed away. And and he refers wow. to his wife and also his mother at the same time. The important piece in this, though, is his behaviors have gone away because behaviors in dementia are totally based in fear. Only yeah. fear. Now, fear may come out as um, a food strike, paranoia anger, combativeness, quietness, depression. It can be any way that it, it magnifies refusing itself. Refusing to bathe. Refusing yeah, to bathe. All those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but the bottom line is reach out to somebody to help you get through the situation that you're in. As unique as your story is, there is yeah. going to be a common thread that someone is going to know how to help you get through this hard time. Mm-hmm. The other thing that comes out of that is building, you know, communication, mm-hmm. a line of communication between the family and the the building, the, the professionals of the building. Both sides of that equation are very stressed right now. And both sides are, are frustrated with limitations. 
Um, sometimes our fuses can be a little short. We're a little snappy. We're not as patient to listen to a whole mm-hmm. sentence. We jump to conclusions. Um, I encourage everyone, please get a third party to help you. It, it, to call Pinnacle does not cost you anything, but it no. can give you peace of mind. But more importantly, whoever is in a, a, a stressful situation, we can find a solution. It is mm-hmm. possible. Just ask for help. And, you know, the beauty of talking to somebody like you is is that there's oftentimes, especially if a senior has beginning stages of dementia, it, as an adult child, you're still going to be resorted to being <clears throat> the child, right? They're not going to tell you things that they're going to tell you, Daphne. And I've That's seen right. that time and time and time again. They don't want to burden their children. They don't want to, they, they have all of this, um, you know, you're talking about gray matter, but they've also got all these fuses in their brain that says, I'm the parent and you're the child and I'm not going to be mm-hmm. vulnerable to you. And I'm not going to share things with you out of my own fear of looking not like the parent. Right. And That's that right. child right. relationship is so valuable. And I have said that to how many families that you bring somebody in like Daphne, Daphne will come in and they will help to facilitate, you know, she will help to facilitate and she's going to get information that is so valuable from your parent because there isn't that dynamic that's already set up, which I think is so valuable. Yeah. You bring up a really good point. And when those kinds of conversations are had with me, I will be bold to say, you know, Joe, is this something that we can talk with your daughter Susan about? You know, is that is that going to be okay? And sometimes he'll go, oh, I don't know. And then I'll point out, if your daughter knew about this information, think about how she wouldn't be so bossy or so concerned about you because she doesn't right. know this part of you. Because generally right. children come across bossy to their, to their parents. That's just how it is. And mm-hmm. and I own that myself. <laughs> I know I could be a bossy Absolutely. daughter. <laughs> well, we all because do. It because, just happens. You're, because you're talking about, again, going right back to, you know, peeing, people arguing. It's like we know how to get our buttons pushed. And I remembered a tool that I used to use with my mom. And this was just something that I, when my mom pushed my buttons, I learned to take a deep breath and take a walk around the block. You know, she was yep. in assisted living or whatever, and um, I learned to say, Mom, I'll be back in a few minutes, and I just would leave, and I would go out, and I would, you know, sometimes I would be so angry, I'd call a girlfriend or something like that and vent, but it helped me cope with that process, and I think one of the things that happens is is that because we're, you know, at each other's throats in many cases, because we're confined and we're dealing with things, I think a lot of times we have to remember, you know, take a deep breath, you know, walk outside, you know, uh, you know, walk around the block, it's, uh, it's, or something like that to get yourself regrounded. And I think that's what's important. Yeah, it, it's, there's so many dynamics that go on. But once we open up that line of communication, when, when a parent has divulged some information to me and I have permission to help communicate that to the family, um, lots of the mysteries go away and all of a sudden we can mm-hmm. move forward. So that's having right. that third neutral party um, to be able to help you. I, I do want to share with everyone that right now, 
things will feel kind of laborious, like making that phone call is just so much work because we're all in kind of survival mode to some degree. Mm -hmm. And um, I encourage you, I will take the time, my staff will take the time to be patient and listen. No story is invaluable. I mean, you're all valuable and your story is important. Mm -hmm. Your situation is important. Don't minimize yourselves. How do we reach you? The best way is directly to my phone, and that phone number is 855-734-1500, 855-734-1500. And you're also welcome to go to my website at pinnacleseniorplacements.com. And Daphne will be back for our last segment right after this. The preceding podcast was provided by Pinnacle Senior Placements, LLC and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Pinnacle Senior Placements, go to PinnacleSeniorPlacements.com. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.